Hello everyone, it's Samson here and welcome back to Samson's Football Podcast. Um, this is a quick midweek update, mid-mini show. I am going to be just talking about the UEFA Champions League Team of the Year. Um, I'm not sure if any of you, this is not an ad by the way, so, um, but you know, UEFA if you're watching this, you know, holla. Anyway, um, so I'm just going to run you through my Team of the Year, my UEFA Champions League Team of the Year, should I say. Um, so I've gone for a four-three-three formation, and this is obviously based off the performance of everyone in the Champions League in twenty twenty. Well, season the season just gone from that, from you know what I mean, from nine, uh, 2019 to twenty twenty, or just based off the year twenty twenty. Um, so I've gone for four-three-three formation. Um, first up, I've gone for is Manuel Neuer in goal. Um, the choices were between. Oblak, Navas, Lopez at Leon, Alison Becker, and Manuel Neuer. And for me, Manuel Neuer is head and shoulders above all of them. And to me, Manuel Neuer is and has been the best keeper in the world for the last fucking nearly ten years. I think I I I noticed him in the twenty ten World Cup for Germany, and I thought this guy was something special. And then since then, he's just catapulted into like a whole new level he's re he's reinvigorated the term sweeper keeper like he the, the whole new style of goalkeepers being molded now are molded in his image and that involves being um keepers being able to play with the ball at their feet um yeah so it's more of the art of playing football rather than art of goalkeeping but even his art even his ability as a goalkeeper is unquestionable he's, he's, he's incredible so yeah I've chose him as my keeper right back um, I'm not happy with this choice because I believe this guy is a quality player and I didn't want him in defence I wanted him in midfield but he wasn't available as an option in midfield he's only available as an option in defence based off of the fact that he covered at right back for pretty much the knockout stages up and right all the way up until their team won in Champions League. And I think you know who I'm talking about. It's Joshua Kimmich. The guy is an absolute baller. I'm so glad he's not I mean look, I'm so glad that he's not um classed as an, as an initial right back, because I think that would be disadvantage to Trent, because obviously Trent, I believe Trent is the best right back in the world. Um but yeah, it's, I'm so glad Kimmich play, actually plays as the number six, not as a right-back. Even at right-back, he looked he did not look out of place. He was just incredible. So for me, I've gone for him as right-back. My centre-back pairings, I've gone for De Litt and Van Dijk. Um, Van Dijk is obvious. I, I mean, that was obvious. But with De Litt, it was either De Litt or Ramos. Now, the reason why I didn't choose Ramos is because... I've not been impressed with his performances for Real Madrid in this recent knockout stage competition. Well, I don't remember too much of Real Madrid from the group stages last season for the Champions League, but when they got to the knockout stages up until they got knocked out or they got beat by Man City, um, I don't remember a good... I mean, I don't remember a really great performance from him. 
I mean, you could say the same with the lit as well, but the options for me at centre-back weren't really great. I wasn't going to choose Alaba because for me, Alaba as a centre-back, he surprised me and he done well, but I don't like him at centre-back. I like him as a left-back, but he had he didn't play left-back last season. He played centre-back, so he so it was either him or the lit because I was going to choose Robertson at left-back. So, yeah, I chose the lit. And obviously, Andy Robertson is my left back simply because the flying Scotsman is incredible. Not, he's not, it's no Liverpool bias. He is just incredible. I think Alfonso Davis probably was closest to him in terms of performance, from what I remember. But I feel like Alfonso Davis's lack of experience showed in a few games and it affected his performance, not um, mainly in the final. But also against, oh, who was it? I think it was against Leon as well in the semi-final, where he looked a little, uh, a little shaky. But again, the guy—the guy's only what 19, 18. He's got years ahead of him. He's—I don't even think he's going to be a left back in years to come. He's going to be probably—they're going, going to revert him into like the Gareth Bale, Gareth Bale type of attacking left, left attacker. The same reason when Gareth Bell was a left back, he had a shocker, he had a stinker. I think he went on a, like a really like a huge long run of losing streak at Tottenham. Like he couldn't win a game at Tottenham playing at left back. Um, I don't know what manager it was. I think it was Harry Redknapp who moved him further up the pitch to left mid. And ever since then, his his career has taken off. I think the same thing's gonna happen with Alfonso Davis. He's good. He's he's a decent left back, but I think he's. Preferred position in the future will be as a left mid slash left attacking of what um the left side of a front three. I think so. I could be wrong, but who knows? But yeah, so that's my keeper, my defence. My midfield now is a bit weird, but just hear me out on these. So I've gone for Kevin De Bruyne, simply because I feel like he's one of the best midfielders in Europe right now, if not the world. Okay, bearing in mind Man City didn't do well last season in the Champions League. Um, but Kevin De Bruyne, for me, is just head and shoulders above pretty much every, near enough every central midfielder in Europe right now. Near enough. Um, so, so I've gone for him. I've gone for Thiago Alcantara because he was phenomenal in that holding role. When Kimmich... He, so this is, this is why I didn't want Kimmich as a right-back because Kimmich was the mainstay in that Bayern Munich midfield alongside, to be fair, alongside, it was either alongside Thiago or sometimes alongside Leon Goretzka, but um, Kimmich was incredible and he played a number six role well. But when he got moved to right back and it was all on Thiago to play a number six role well, because Leon Goretzka is a goal scorer midfielder, he likes to break forward, Thiago just bossed games. And I mean, he absolutely bossed these games. So I feel like he was just incredible. I had to pick him. And then Thomas Muller, I didn't want to pick him as a midfielder, but he was not available as an option up front. So I had to pick him as a midfielder. And he is just incredible. That number 10 role, that, apart from maybe Messi, who wasn't available for the midfield role, but apart from Messi, maybe someone or maybe one or two others I don't think there are many players better than him in that number 10 role he just finds space he's always in space 
like no matter how crowded the box is or the attack, like no matter how how crowded the penalty box is or the opposition team, Thomas Muller seems to always find space. Doesn't get enough goals. I feel like a player of his ability should be scoring a lot more goals, but he is very unselfish. I watch enough by minute games to know that he is just incredible. So I've picked him. Um, and my three attackers. Hey, look, I may, I may get ridiculed for this, but fuck it. I'm on this hill. I'm on, my, I'm on this hill alone. I'm gonna go for it. I've got Haaland, Robert Lewandowski, and Ronaldo. Nothing else to say. Those three last season were just incredible for their for their teams. In Europe and and in the Champions League and in the domestic leagues, like Haaland has just been okay. Bear in mind, he came to well. So with Haaland, he caught the world. He set the world on fire by playing at Red Bull Salzburg in the group stages. And I watched him against Liverpool. I don't know why we bought Minamino for seven million when we could have got Haaland for twenty. I'm so pissed off about that, but whatever. I'm so glad he didn't go to United. Boy, I'm glad he didn't go to United, but. He was just incredible. He just scoring, scoring is just natural to him. He's just scoring for fun, and then he goes to Dortmund. He just carries on like it's nothing, like it's nothing. That's what twenty. Oh, he is going to be incredible. His next move is going to be the big one. I don't know where he's going to go. Could be Madrid. Could be P. No, I don't think it'll be PSG. Could be Madrid. Could be City to replace Aguero. Because I think that, I think his style of play was suit Pep Guardiola at City. If C get him, boy, C is going to be untouchable for the next 10 years. Um, and, yeah, so Madrid, City, I don't see him going to Barcelona. I don't think he's started to play with Super Barcelona. So, I think those two will be his next big moves. Or he could go by Munich when Lewandowski hangs up his boots because he's, what, 34 now, 33. He's got, what, maybe two years left at the highest level. Yeah, so who knows. But anyway, so I picked Haaland. Lewandowski was just... He deserves he deserves a Ballon d'Or, and it, I'm so I sort of, I feel so sorry for him that there's no Ballon d'Or um, awards this year because he rightfully deserved it. He was just unstoppable, unstoppable. What is it? Fifty something goals in a season in a year in a in a, in a season. Oh my gosh, this guy, incredible, incredible. So shouts out to him. I had to pick him and Ronaldo because I've always preferred Ronaldo over Messi. But to be fair, the options up front weren't that great. Um, in terms of players, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to go for Sadio Mane or Salah, not ahead of Ronaldo, based on last season anyway in the Champions League. Yeah, I think he carries that Juventus team and he may carry them to another, he may carry them to a final this season if he stays fit, who knows, but yeah, he carried a Juventus team. I think when they got knocked out, I forgot who they got knocked out by, but he, I think, was yeah, he got both goals but then it still wasn't enough. I think it was both goals or one goal. I can't remember. But he, he, yeah. So shout out to him. So I had to pick that. So that is my... So that is my team of the year for the 2020 Champions League. Again, you can go to UEFA's website and um, create your own. But let me know what you think. Did I do well? Who did I miss out? Who should have been on there? Who shouldn't have been on there? Let me know. But yeah, that's my team of the year. Again, if you're listening to this on my on audio, don't forget to rate give give me a rating. 
thumbs up, uh, a like or whatever if you're watching this on YouTube. Again, don't forget to give me a thumbs up. You know, it goes a long way. And subscribe, share, all that. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace.